Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with WatsonX Governance. Learn more at ibm.com slash governance. IBM. Let's create. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumber5Casino.com. High Five Casino. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills even accurate? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. son flew to Austin, Texas for the week. He's visiting a friend. It's his first ever solo trip. I never went on a solo trip as a kid, but a buddy of his moved to Texas, like so many are doing from California. And uh, so we thought we'd send him out there to visit. And I went to the airport yesterday. I got there 90 minutes early, which is unlike me, but I got there 90 minutes and barely made the flight, running as fast as we could, almost the last person on the plane. Really? 90 minutes, yeah. I've never seen anything like that. And uh, apparently it was that way uh, talking to uh, the other mom on the other end in Austin. It's just the travel thing is out of control. I don't know if just everybody's decided, that's it. After a year ago, but I got to go somewhere. Or what? I can't stay here another minute. So was it ginormous uh, lines at security? Uh, all Everything. Everything was. Uh, a par- part of it might be the customer service thing. Maybe they're also having problems with the whole we don't have enough employees. You know, like we were talking last week about restaurants. Customer services at restaurants is is the worst I've ever seen in my life. Um, uh, Got another wrong order over the weekend. It's just it's I've had more wrong orders or things not show up. Um, for food than I've ever had in my life. So everybody's struggling with uh, not enough employees, and then you know, customers get on. But anyway, so there's some of that going on at the airport, I think, and then security was just insane. But um, uh, people, the hotel I stayed at over 4th of July, I'd never experienced this in my life. If you went to get on the elevator in the lobby, you had to stand in line for a good couple of minutes before you could get on the elevator. I've never stood on line for an elevator in my life, and you had to every single time you got on the elevator. Well, unless there's some sort of slacker elevator operator, old-timey style, it's, it's just got to be sheer numbers of humans, right? I, I guess, but just everything is so dang crowded. Traffic wow. where I live, I don't know if it's this way around the country, traffic is the worst 
in the 25 years I've lived in the same area, traffic is the worst it's ever been. Wow. So I I think everybody's just like out and about and doing things because of uh, being locked down for so long, I guess. I guess that's what's going on. Yeah, I remember thinking, I probably said out loud, in fact, I did say out loud during uh, the height of the COVID uh, mess that there was some uh, demand that would be deferred. Uh-huh. Like, you know, th- some things that people would go ahead and buy later or do later. I didn't think travel would bounce back with a vengeance. Like, uh, people are traveling extra to make up for lost time. It would seem. Yeah, it would seem. By the way, I'll have to get to this later. An article that I came across, the COVID was the greatest transfer of wealth from small business to large businesses of the his- history of capitalism in that hundreds of thousands of small businesses had to be closed, many of which went out of business while Target, Walmart, and Amazon set records. Coronavirus! Because couldn't, people couldn't buy their stuff anywhere but Walmart, Target, and Amazon. So they had record profits. But small businesses all across the country, many of them selling the same stuff, uh, weren't allowed to be open. And Well, uh, they weren't essential, according to the government. <laughs> right, so that that's pretty interesting. I'd never really thought about it that, that clearly, but that's, cl- that's absolutely what happened. And and uh, we said it at the time. They could not say, look, we'll keep everybody safe. We know how. We have the capabilities. Everybody's going to be fine. No, you're not essential, according to bureaucrats. So close. There's your family fortune. There's your dreams. There's years of effort down the tubes. But that's your problem. Olympics. You should get a government job. Uh, I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt today. You cannot see, uh, obviously, because we're on the radio. I rarely wear Hawaiian shirts, but I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt because I think it's particularly interesting. I bought it at the CVS pharmacy <laughs> for five dollars. Wow! <laughs> Another in a uh, years-long series of, of bargain shirts you bought at grocery stores, buying auto parts stores, wherever yes, they're for sale. Buying at places where they don't normally sell clothes, and they just for some reason have some hanging around, and one is in my size, so I went ahead and bought it. So. It's uh, it's it's very restrained. It's it's tasteful. It's a dark brown with various earth tone shades. Five dollars. Mm, well, you got your money's worth. <laughs> I mean, if it falls apart at noon, you got your money's worth. That's true. That's I mean, true. if I found myself shirtless and somebody said, "I'll rent you a shirt for half a day for five dollars," I'd say, "Hell yeah, <laughs> I'm in." So you've you've done well. <laughs> Anybody beat that for a new piece of clothing? Your freedom-loving quote of the day. I was going to move on from Alexander Solzhenitsyn, but I was actually in the, the process of closing the tab when I came across uh, the tab on my browser, when I came across this quote. Now, you may not know this about uh, Solzhenitsyn, but once he got out of the gulag, he actually uh, fled the Soviet Union and, and traveled the West for a while. I don't re- recall the specific dates or anything, but then he, as a outsider, uh, much like de Tocqueville, he offered his comments. And uh, he said this, without any censorship in the West, fashionable trends of thought and ideas are carefully separated from those which are not fashionable. Nothing is forbidden, but what is not fashionable will hardly ever find its way into periodicals or books or be heard in colleges. Legally, your researchers are free, but they are conditioned by the fashion of the day. Hmm. How true is that? Yeah, no kidding. Uh, let's see. This is from, we'll just say Al Anonymous, who, uh, who said... Uh, fan of your show, love how you combine uh, interesting info with humor. There you uh, go. Want to tell you more about life in China? 
Between 2012 and 2019, I made several lengthy trips to China for business. While there, I established long-standing relationships that provided a window into everyday life for the Chinese professional middle class. Joe, you recently wondered how the Chinese populace would react if they really knew what it was like in the West. Many Chinese already do. Many of them have traveled to the U.S. and Europe or have family uh, that have done so. Many of the upper middle class send their children to college in Europe, UK, or the U.S. They've acquired a taste for American culture, although that's changing rapidly under Xi Jinping. Definitely sense more nationalism and tension during uh, toward the U.S. during my last trips there. Huh. Uh, this tension started before Trump, by the way. Oh, they mentioned uh, Chinese professional women love desperate housewives back in the day. Uh, they love Disney. Um, oh, and this is the part I really wanted to get to. Uh, the Chinese also broadcast the international version of CNN in China. If you've never seen CNN International, it's even worse than the U.S. version. The Communist Party couldn't do a better job of producing anti-American propaganda than CNN already does. Wow, and we export that around the world to help the Chinese do their job of trying to win the PR war. Right. So CNN openly and enthusiastically anti-American all over the world. Keep it in mind, folks. That's amazing. While watching CNN during my last visit, my hotel television suddenly went dark as soon as Fareed Zakaria gave a teaser for an upcoming segment on protests in Hong Kong. At first, I thought I'd rolled over on the remote control. The broadcast resumed and everything was fine for about another half hour. Then Fareed mentioned that they would return to Hong Kong after a commercial break. Again, the television went dark. That's interesting, isn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, and you know what? I loathed CNN because of the crappy quality of their coverage, their their one-sided propagandizing, their unctuous anchors, that Cuomo pile of filth and the rest of it. I, I'd forgotten about the whole CNN International being so anti-American. Thanks for the reminder. Well, that's another another one of my, has anybody ever done this before? Has there ever been an empire that doesn't control its borders? Has there ever been an empire that teaches its citizens to, to hate the, its own country? And has there ever been an empire that rather than put propaganda around the world to, you know, to give the rosiest glow of the empire, puts propaganda out around the world to, to put a, a lesser version of the empire? Well, yeah, I mean, I could argue, how about we just have good, balanced, hey, here's the pros and cons. Some of the pros lead to cons, and some of the cons turn into pros in America. It's a complicated place. No, no, they are not neutral. They are avowedly anti-American. I wish there was something I could do within the bounds of ethics and the law to damage CNN. Uh, maybe just saying this is enough. Although I, I don't think our, our listeners are huge CNN fans. Probably Oh, you not. know what? I, I, less, I left out of my list of complaints my former arch nemesis, Wolf Blitzer. <laughs> oh, that's right. He's just become so soft and benign and like a nothing. How can you have a, a, an arch nemesis that's like a worn out teddy bear? So I've moved on. Now I have several nemeses that I take on on a you know, rotating basis. Um, I expect uh, the world's richest man to do some interviews here very shortly and talk about what it was like to go into space. Yesterday, he told CBS he doesn't know how this flight will change him, but he's sure that it will. So perhaps he can answer that question today. Yeah. Oh, and one more note uh, via email. Margaret wrote us a nice note. Uh, you mentioned your bike had gotten stolen the other yeah. day. Uh, she and her husband are big road bikers with expensive uh, bikes that got stolen, several of them. Yeah. And uh, she mentioned there's one guy who was caught on 10 different security cameras stealing bikes. Wow. And they finally caught him, but they probably slapped his wrist. And she said, yeah, it's just junkies uh, stealing bikes. 
selling them to get their fix for a fraction of what they're worth. Uh, they make their way out of the out of the state, out of the country, and then people sell them for more like what they're worth. Um, it's hard to stop bikes from being stolen because you know uh, your higher end bikes have detachable wheels, and uh, and so they either steal just a wheel, or the wheels, or the, the frame is there, or they steal the frame and the front wheel. But I just, it's hard to stop a bike from being stolen. Not to mention, if you carry around any cable cutters, you can cut through any bike lock in a second, anyway. So. Uh, you know, I was thinking of that the other day. I had to use my uh, my bolt cutters to cut a bolt, actually, and it was a big, nasty bolt too. But I, after a great deal of straining, I was successful. And I thought, how good are bike locks? Very. I was doing. They're not good at all. Yeah, and you know what? It's if I were a different guy, the business model of recruiting an army of junkies to do the retail part of the crime—just steal me a bunch of bikes, then bring them to me. You know, and I would I would change our meeting place, and I would I would make it so I wouldn't get caught, uh, and then I would sell them for close to what they are worth. I would give the junkies a fraction. I mean, it's a pretty good business model. If if and this is the big if, if the place you're living has no law enforcement and and does, has a, a, a permitted crime, in essence, right. My business model depends on that. Thanks, California. Every bike store I go to, I ask people about stolen bikes, like what happens to them, to see if I could get mine back. And a guy told me, uh, he said I had my bike stolen three times, high-end bikes. And he said, I drove, I drive by homeless camps, and they're full of bikes. Every homeless camp is absolutely full of bicycles. And uh, uh, this was eye-opening to me. We're talking about the illusion of security. Um, with door locks and uh, all kinds of things that we lock to make ourselves feel like we've got more security, but it's just it's just a thin veneer and really no impediment at all to professionals. I was uh, doing some volunteer work at a church a couple of years ago, and there was a th- there was a room that was locked with this big thick log chain and a padlock. Nobody remembered what the combination was or who had the key or whatever. And I said, "Well, I'll go to the hardware store and get a uh, big bolt cutting thing." So I went to the hard store store and got a one of those big heavy pair with the long handles. It was effortless to cut through that big, thick chain. Effortless. I mean, it, it, it re- a child could have done it with that wow. thing. So I thought, really, for 60 bucks, you can buy this big thing, and you can cut through any chain in a second like you're cutting through butter. But we all have this illusion that we, well, I've chained it up. And so, yeah, if thieves yeah. want it, they'll just take it. Was that when you found Jimmy Hoffa's bones? Yes, Jimmy Hoffa's bones. Hmm. That's exactly right. The church theory. Turns out it was true. Yeah. I have them uh, displayed in my living room. <laughs> Tasteful. Armstrong and Getty. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. Are you tired of gulping down the lying filth of the mainstream media? Yeah, we are too. We try to tell you the truth every single day. Gulping down lying filth. Wow. Nobody wants to sound dumb. Our goal is to help you not sound dumb. We'll inform you, and it'll be fun at the same time. You have to choose between entertainment and information. Combine them both with the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Four episodes available every day via the iHeartRadio app or wherever you download your podcasts. Twitter has announced that they're going to start taking down photos and videos that were posted without permission. Twitter will now ask you a series of questions when you're about to post an image to make sure it's yours to tweet. And they do it in a weird way. Before you post, Twitter is always asked, what's happening? Which is strange. I don't know how you're supposed to respond to them. I'm on Twitter. Nothing's happening, obviously. But then if you attach an image, now when you press tweet, it asks a follow-up question. It says, is everything in this post, including photos, suitable for public posting? If you say yes, it asks, have you considered keeping this thought to yourself? And then 
<laughs> Why tweet at all? Honestly, go ride a bike or something. Is this what 10-year-old you saw yourself doing when you grew up? And then if you say, yes, I do want to tweet, it says, okay, fine. But when's the last time you showered? And then if you clear all those, you're ready to post. That's pretty funny. Everybody recognizes Twitter is awful. Yeah. <laughs> well, most people aren't on it, as we've pointed out many times. You know, one in three people around the world have never used the Internet. A new U.N. report. Lucky bastards. Lucky <laughs> bastards. Nah. Non-crazy, better informed, less angry, lucky bastards. Mm. That would be uh, almost three billion people that have never been on the Internet. So you got three more billion people to completely warp and change the way they look at their lives. Boy, Mark Zuckerberg just got visibly aroused. You. <laughs> Nobody um, wants that. <laughs> Least of all, Mrs. Zuckerberg. <laughs> oh, what a mean-spirited thing to say. Ah, he ruined the world. He had it coming. <laughs> ah, he ruined the world. <laughs> um... I was thinking about this the other day, how I was uh, riding my bike through this uh, major college campus, uh, the town that I live in, me and my kids riding our bike through here. Oh, we were going to visit this building we'd heard about that they call the Death Star on the college campus, and it's this really weird labyrinthian building with all kinds of different, like, uh, stairways and elevators and alcoves and everything, all kind of outdoor, and you can just, people check it out because it's just kind of cool and weird and but we tried to go up to uh, to one level and open the door, and eh, some homeless guy was living there. And my kids got scared, so we had to leave. In the college building? Uh, in the stairway, one of the wow. areas. Yeah. 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 Cool, huh? Um, that wasn't the reason I told the story. Why did I... Oh, the reason I told the story is I ride, ride my bike through this major college campus all the time, and every single kid is staring at their phone uh, as they walk places, whether they're walking alone from the building to the dorm or one building to another, or they're walking with their friends. Doesn't matter if there's five of them together. They're all staring at their phones. And um, I'm I'm not here to, you know, guarantee kids today um, to just necessarily do that. But you got to recognize it's a change. I mean, for when I was in college, if I'd have been walking across the campus, I don't know what I was doing, but I was like looking at the trees or the squirrels or thinking about a girl or oh, who knows what. But I wasn't staring at my phone. So it's something different that is happening. And if I was walking with some other people, we were probably talking to each other. We weren't staring at our phones. So I, I can't concretely make the argument that it's worse, but it is definitely different. Well, and I would make the argument, and I think uh, neuroscientists who are listening to the show, and there probably are very few of them, uh, but I, I think they would agree with me when I say one of the main things you're doing walking back from class is your brain was filing the information you just learned mine wasn't but maybe yours was it was uh, it was dealing with it was understanding it it was mulling it over in your subconscious and and putting it where it belongs and forming connections between that and other things you'd read simply because you're not specifically occupied in something else armstrong and getty the following is a high five moment from high five casino.com Yippee, would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won! Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing High Five Casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your High Five moment today? Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. This is it. Your moment. 
This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Here's Armstrong and Getty. So we got on the topic of presidential heights for some reason during the Armstrong and Getty show today. Well, yeah, I was fantasizing about uh, James Madison uh, returning from the dead and uh, hacking up people around the Capitol. And no, no Secret Service, you don't need to come see me. <laughs> It's a spinning in the grave type reference. Oh, and then we were talking about how how physically diminutive James Medicine was and how he probably wouldn't really get very far. Not only was he our shortest president at 5'4", James Madison was our lightest president. I now have the weights. So we went through the tallest presidents, Lincoln the tallest, then LBJ, then Trump. Those are your top three. Uh, Your shortest presidents were... uh, James Madison, Benjamin Harrison, Martin Van Buren, 5'4", 5'6", 5'6". But anyway, so they got the weights. I don't know how they came up with these. And also the BMIs based on the weights and weights. There you go. Everybody, I think, knows who's a fan of presidential history knows William Howard Taft was our biggest president. He was 332. He had a BMI of 42.3. That's a high BMI. Yeah, it is. I'm not real up on BMIs, but it's it's got to be. Anything over 29 is considered obese. Shut up. I know, and it's dumb. And to get down to not being obese, you have to be freaking skinny. Yeah. On the BMI chart. So I'll leave the BMI alone then, but. um, Doesn't matter. But Taft, uh, known for being fat, better than being known for heading up all three branches of government Chief Justice of the Supreme Court and uh, President Pro Tem of the Senate, right? I didn't know the third one there. I knew he was in the Supreme Court, but. He was a senator anyway. If I'm wrong, sue me. Uh, didn't know Grover Cleveland was a big old boy. Oh, yeah, hell yeah, yeah. He, I can picture him, big old mustache, big old fat face. 275. Woo. Back at a time when everybody wasn't 275, where half your friends were not 275 or dang close. I mean, you would have stood out at 275 back then. 
McKinley was 233. Zachary was, Taylor, 23. Man, we went through a period of time there, mid-late 1800s, where we were electing some big old boys. Now, Zachary Taylor, I, I picture him being kind of thin-faced. But he's a, he's a big boy, huh? He just didn't gain weight on his face, I guess. Was Grover Cleveland the one that was reputed to be, uh, he'd prefer to date fellas? I don't think so. I don't think that's him. No, I'm thinking of somebody else. Was it Hoover? Oh, it was whoever it was. It was somebody around uh, the time of uh, Andrew Jackson because he he made the reference to uh, uh, Aunt Nancy and Miss Fancy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember who that was. So, uh, Teddy Roosevelt, 237. Another fat boy. Pretty big guy. I I hope he had a big old horse to ride him around. Trump, they got at 245. I believe it. Chester A. Arthur, 238. Man, we had some big presidents back in the day. Clinton's 234. Clinton was a big old fat boy. Still, well, he got skinny after his heart attack, right? How tall a guy was Clinton? 6'2", I think. I just looked that up. I tell you what. Yeah, 6'2". You add another inch or two of height to the same fat guy. Oh, that's a lot. I mean, like, if I were, I'm about 5'10 at this point. Um, if I were six foot, I would probably weigh at my current weight. I'm about 200 pounds right now. Um, I'd probably be 215, 220, don't you think? Yeah, height adds a lot of weight. No doubt yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, what do you mean at this point? Are you shrinking? Uh, yeah, I used to be 5'11. You've shrunk an entire inch? Well, that's not possible. Well, now remember, it can be a tenth of an inch, and you know you're no longer five eleven, but uh, no, it's it's uh, it's a significant amount. Yeah, are you sure you haven't? I'm absolutely pretty positive. How I know exactly how much I've shrunk because mm. I had myself laser measured for chemotherapy. Oh, that's right. Uh, and I had uh, I'd been calling myself six one my whole life, but I was really six foot and three quarters. Ah, uh, um, hyperbole. So if I had any shoes on whatsoever, I was six one. But uh, I'm six foot and a quarter inch now, so I've lost a half an inch. Yeah, I've never been laser measured, so I, I couldn't tell you that. I just know for my entire life going to the doctor, they'd say 5'11", blah, blah, blah. And then uh, all of a sudden they started saying 5'10". Huh. I said, wait a minute, I'm no James Madison over here. Let me see that thing. Yeah, Ground okay. down by life, is that it? Pretty much, yeah, yeah. And you just uh, compressed. My vertebrae are compressed, and uh, just my feet are flat, and my my hips are wore out. <laughs> Is it gravity that just pulls us down? More or less, yeah, yeah. So if you like, if you hung upside down to sleep at night, would you get taller, like a bat? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's an interesting question. I've actually considered getting those. Uh, what do you call them? The tables that tip you back, and you kind of hang upside downish. Inversion to, tables to or... do what? Just to, to spend a certain amount of time a day on them. It's supposed okay. to be good for your back. Stretches uh-huh. out the muscles and takes pressure off the discs and stuff. How tall are you, Michael? 5'8". Five 5'8"? Eight. Five eight? Yeah. He'd tower over James Madison. Please. Oh, yeah. He'd be lo- he tried to look you in the eye, he'd be looking you in the nipples. Father of the Constitution. You'd walk up to him and do that whole thing of, what's that on your shirt? And then hit him in the chin with oh. your finger. Because you're five eight and he's five four. Because that's what you do to people who are shorter than you, don't you know? Yeah, Victimize them. I would love to be taller. <laughs> you would? Yeah. How do you think that would have affected your life if you were taller in any way? Outside of like once you get past high school, would there have been any advantage to being five ten as opposed to five eight? I do think if you're taller, you're more confident. Hmm. 
Definitely. That could be. Plus, the percentage of women who will not date a man shorter yes. than them is significant. 5'8's tall enough, though. There aren't that many dames out there taller than 5'8". Well, maybe Michael's dreamed of dating giantesses. I think you're being dismissive of his pain. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> giantesses. <laughs> ah, boy. Um, uh, I'll, st- uh, I'll, I'll wrap up I wish up Donald here. J. Trump, LBJ, or Abe Lincoln were here to whoop your ass. Our slimmest presidents by BMI, which that part about BMI is it does combine height and weight. Mm -hmm. Um, John F. Kennedy was only at 22.6 at 182 pounds because he was over six foot tall. That's interesting. He was also ill with quite a few maladies. Mm -hmm. Barack Obama, thin, 180. TJ. Obama. Thomas Jefferson. Chase those slaves around. I'll keep the weight off. He's 181. Oh, boy. Always with the slaves. Uh, You got to get to Link. I got to believe Lincoln, his height, because he was thin as a beanpole. Lincoln at 6'4", 185. That's a thin dude. Yeah. Uh, Coolidge Light, 166. William Henry Harrison, 162. You get down to these weights in the modern world, you don't know any dudes who are 160 in the modern not, world. Not many, no. No, indeed. Coolidge, 160s. Harrison, 160s. Franklin Pierce in the 160s. John Tyler in the 160s. Andrew Jackson, who was a badass, was 154. Ain't the size of the dog in the fight, Jack. Right? Dot, nope. dot, dot. And the lightest was the shortest. James Madison. I could have wrestled him in high school because I was small myself. 122. Wow. That's a little fella. That is a little fella. You could just put him in your pocket and carry him around and ask him questions about the Commerce Clause or whatever you want to do. I'm pretty certain I was that big as a 12-year-old. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I, wrestled at, I wrestled at 103 as a freshman in high school. 117, I think, as a sophomore. Wow. And then uh, I think my junior year, I was like 120. Yeah. yeah I know. I was uh, very, very slim. Teeny little feller. Hey, yes, did, you, did you read uh, American Lion, the book about Andrew Jackson? I did, by John Meacham. Pulitzer I did. Prize I read winner. the whole thing. I hated it. No lions, not even one. Um, <laughs> you read it. I'm down to the last page. There hasn't been a lion yet. There when does be a lion Andrew on... Jackson fight the lion? Better be a lion on this last page. Nope, no lions. <laughs> but it was something, man. His childhood, starving poor. Virtually nobody to look out for him as a kid. He, he fought his way through life. I mean, like serious, bloody fighting. And then uh, as soon as it was time for swordplay, he'd go to hacking people or they'd hack him. He was just, his life, it made Joe Biden and his bent, rusty straight razors look like, uh, you know, the chess club. Right. And uh, my favorite quote from Andrew Jackson, any regrets about your presidency? Yes, I regret that I did not kill John Calhoun, who was his (laughs) vice president. (laughs) Now that's a quote. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. 
It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Armstrong and Joe Getty. I got my pants on. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, we have a fair amount in the sound fridge. Uh, uh, what should we do with it? I don't know. Clean it out? Clean out the sound fridge. I think we uh, should tease something to keep people through the podcast. Sure. We'll want. end with new song from Springsteen and John Mellencamp together. I don't think they've ever collaborated. Wow. In fact, I, I don't know this. Maybe you know it, Joe. I would have guessed that Springsteen didn't dig Mellencamp as kind of a uh, wannabe him. I would have guessed, but uh, I don't know. I don't know that. I don't, that's an interesting thought. Never considered that. The guy who actually really turned me on to Bruce Springsteen in my youth was also a big John Mellencamp fan Okay, at the time. Johnny Cougar at the time. That's right. Ridiculous. And he hated that stage name. Hey, guys, in an interview, uh, Springsteen said he really likes Mellencamp. So. Okay. Well, yeah. See, I made a horrible assumption. We'll play well, there's a, a lot to like. We'll play a little yeah. of that song from the uh, the old couple of old men coming up here in a little bit. Yeah, first, uh, this is an odd story. Is it self-explanatory, uh, Michael? Clip number four? Yeah, I, th- I think so. All right, let's play it. Pop the hood, caught a squirrel red-handed right down here, snacking on these wires. They told me that because they the wires were chewed so close to the firewall, they had no option but to replace the entire wiring harness in the truck. They went from oil-based to soybean-based. Well, it is great for the environment, so great, of course, that animals are attracted to that soybean-based insulation. So they chew through it. Wow, so automotive wiring is now... The the, the uh, insulation is soybean based. How long has it been that way? Wow, it's most, mostly new cars, but okay. I guess it's for environmental reasons. Well, I've had problems with rodents anyway. Well, that's a squirrel, right? That's squirrels or rodent? Yeah, um, I believe so. Yeah, I, I've had a problem with rats eating out they're, wiring. They're rats and, with fancier tails. I've had a number of cars destroyed by uh, rats before they went soybean based. So that's not going to help. Yeah, I mean, if you leave a car parked for very long, rats will eat up the wires. Always yeah. remember that. It's weird. Uh, hey, that we didn't do that Fallon new Bachelor host joke, did we? No. no. I like the sound of that. There's a new oh, no. seasonette of The Bachelor. Okay. 
Some entertainment news, ABC has named Jesse Palmer as the new host of The Bachelor. Woo! Oh. <laughs> yeah, today Jesse said, I've dreamed about this job ever since I found out how much it paid. <laughs> yep, Jesse Palmer is the new Bachelor host, but before he got hired, he and all the other candidates had to fill out an application, and the questions they asked were pretty interesting. For instance, a potential Bachelor host were asked, can you tell the difference between six different women named Lauren? <laughs> Next up, do you have the stamina to work seven minutes a week? <laughs> Next up, are you comfortable putting crying drunk people in the back of a limo to the airport? <laughs> and finally, have you ever sat next to a screaming bachelorette party and thought, I want to do this for a living? See, these are smart questions yeah. for the bachelor. So, the old host of The Bachelor got run out over some, like, innocuous, to me, comment. But he was, yeah, it doesn't even stand out. I can't. I read about the story, but I can't remember what he said. It, it was, was so. It was a lame. minor thing. Yeah, it had to do with race. That doesn't matter. It was a. It was a nothing burger. He, but he yeah, lost he his wasn't jump. disapproving enough. That was. Yep. That was yep. all it was. Yep. yep. God, the old somebody laughed and he didn't, or, or he didn't tell them. I condemn the he, attempted humor. Yeah, he got Billy Bushed. Is what's happened. He was there when something happened that people didn't approve of. And he didn't stand up forcefully enough, and he lost one of the best gigs in show business over it. Yeah, yeah. I'm scanning the uh, the list. You know, I, I hate to give Matt Gates any air. He was grilling the General Milley in front of Congress. He's so obviously trying to distract people from the fact that he's rapey. Grandstanding like crazy. And technically he's rape because he's having sex with underage girls, allegedly. Yeah. And that is rape no matter what. Well, and well, he's traveling to different states where it was legal, right? Well, and or he would be in a state where it's not legal to have sex with a 17 year old. And uh, no, wait a second. He was in a state where it was legal and he would have girls brought in from where it's not legal so he could, you know, wow. strip them, uh, you know, lawfully in that state. Wow. Yeah. The, 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 uh, 17 year old. Allegedly. Allegedly. So no, we won't play that clip. Okay. Uh, uh, um, That's a heck of a else? noise. Do you have restless what anal else? syndrome? Oh. <laughs> I don't know, but it's time we talk openly about restless anus syndrome. Anyway, uh, shall uh, speaking of musical sensations, shall we get to the new Bruce slash John Mellencamp sure. song? Let's dig it. It's called Wasted Days. I'm told it's a little depressing. How can a man watch his life go down the drain? How many moments has he lost today? And how much could ever see clear? The end is coming on. Wasted days. Wasted days. We watch our lives just fade away. Whoa. The end is coming. It's almost here from a couple of old men. Hot new genre. Dying old guy rock. Now, you know, Bruce Springsteen and John Mellencamp could get together and do anything, and I would probably like the sound of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, geez, what's with the lyrics? If you heard two old guys saying that sort of stuff sitting on the porch, like if my dad and a friend of his were sitting on the porch saying, 
Oh, you can see the end. It's almost here. The wasted days. I think, whoa, geez, cheer up. <laughs> wow. Yeah, make the most of these. Uh, coming up, we'll play an excerpt from One Foot in the Grave by Mick Jagger and Charlie Watt. What's that? By Mick Jagger. <laughs> Too late. Yikes. Then we've got uh, What's the Point of This from Don Henley. Another good song. I've Wasted My Entire Life by Bob Seger. Mm. Um, another giant hit from Who's an Aging Star. Can't have one pop into my head. They all age. Yeah, <laughs> Bob Seger's a good one. Um, Fleetwood Mac out with uh, My Health is Failing Me. That's another good hit. <laughs> I can hear the hot breath. Here, you don't hear hot breath. I can smell the hot breath of the Grim Reaper. <laughs> By, I don't know, insert the recording artist of your choice. Yeah, I wish I could think of more old aging rockers just to, to continue the gag going. But you got to make sure they're still about uh, Paul right. McCartney. I was going to say Tom Petty, could be he's dead. Yeah. yeah. Paul McCartney with I'm in constant pain. That's his new hit. Jesus, that's too much now. Well, so, so you was, suck. So was John Boo. Mellencamp saying, Boo. I can see the end. It's almost here. What the hell is that? depressing <laughs> he had a song on his last album it was a great tune but it was the same vibe of everything i try to do now comes to nothing i was just like a dude and then i compared try, try it. bird watching <laughs> <laughs> and then i compared it and it's just you know this is probably true for a lot of old people i compared it to john prine one of my musical heroes on unfortunately died of covid last year but he is an old man too and he just put out an album about you know, how much fun he was having as an old guy and the things he plans to do in heaven when he dies, which is just a fantastic, when I get to heaven, I'm going to smoke a cigarette that's nine miles long. I mean, he just, it was, it was like up-tempo and and he's still enjoying himself. And then you got the John Mellencamp, Bruce Springsteen, life's almost over, what's the point? I can see the end. I wasted uh, my days, yeah. all of them. <laughs> so is that just the two sides of the coin of being old? You might go one way, you might go the other. Maybe you feel different ways, different days. I don't know. I'm not that old yet, so thank God. Yeah, there's probably some of that. And I'm just finding this really depressing. <laughs> One foot in the grave. Should end it on the Grim Reaper well, joke. What did you call it? Old, old, uh, old. Dying old guy rock. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be a genre. It might end up being a genre with uh, with all the musicians, all the most biggest musicians of back when you could make a gazillion dollars becoming a musician right right uh, as they all get to the the, the very end maybe they're all going to put out songs like this medicare know. won't cover my new crutches you know whatever i'm trying to think of let's see what would robert plant of led zeppelin's song be robert plant's got a new album out with allison krauss they're doing another one yeah. of those which yeah. be fantastic yeah, interesting. Sometimes you combine uh, odd ingredients and it's disgusting. Sometimes it's uh, fabulous. <laughs> Old dying guy rock. See if the serious channel has one of those. Armstrong and Getty. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a high five? 
today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won! Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing High Five Casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your High Five moment today? Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. 